Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HG2 106.1 FM. This is yet another episode of Schistel Speaks Sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, May 4th, a.k.a. National Star Wars Day, so as I've heard in almost all my classes from at least one person, may the 4th be with you. Um, you know, if you follow us on social media such as Instagram and Facebook, uh, you may have seen me a lot on there today. Uh, today was my KALA Takeover Thursday. Uh, each person that works up here has been kind of taking everybody through a day in their life, and that was me today. So I took people into you know my classes, just my free time, what I've been doing um, when I was up here at work earlier this morning, and just answering a lot of questions about you know St. Ambrose sports, what I do at KALA. Uh, just in everyday life, and then just answering some other sports takes. Sorry for that uh, long pause. There was a accidental uh, technical mistake that I had made, but nevertheless, we are now on air. So in this week's edition of Schistel Speak Sports, there are plenty of sports to talk about, some sports that have wrapped up their years, uh, some sports that are getting ready for national tournaments, for conference tournaments. So there's going to be a lot to talk about, and I'm very excited for this episode, also in the second half, there's a interview that I got with a women's lacrosse player who I am very good friends with here at SAU, so I'm very excited for everybody to hear that. But before we jump into any of that, let's jump into a little bit of, you know, some sports that aren't technically in their season, but have been in action. So starting things off, the girls volleyball team has been in their spring season right now. Um, you know, they're just playing in scrimmages and stuff like that. And, you know, I had kind of known about it, but, you know, there really aren't scores posted anywhere, so I can't go over that. But I will say a uh, quick shout-out to my buddy Marty and then some other friends, Lulu and Casey, from D3 Aurora University, who had uh, been at the same venue that St. Ambrose was at. So, you know, they told me that they thought they were playing St. Ambrose. They did not, but... They had kind of updated me on stuff that was going on, so shout out to them for all that fun information. Another sport that has also kind of been in their spring season is soccer. Again, there aren't really many scores posted anywhere that you can find just because it isn't their normal season, so a lot of these are just scrimmages and stuff like that, but I will say the soccer team did beat Division One Western Illinois in a scrimmage by a score of 2-1, to one. so... You know, for a soccer team that really struggled in the past season, um, I feel like that's a pretty good indicator for the potential success that the Bees can have uh, in their upcoming season. That was men's soccer uh, that beat Western Illinois. And like I said, the men's soccer team really did kind of struggle in this past year. They finished the season at 4-10-2 with a conference record of 3-7-2, uh, ended the season on a four-game losing streak, and in those four games, they had only scored one goal combined. So, you know, it wasn't the greatest season for the Bees, but 
like I said, any indicator now shows that it will be a positive turnaround, and I hope so because, you know, soccer, there are a lot of really good players on our team here at St. Ambrose, so a good turnaround would be very nice to see. So the final sport that I'm going to talk about that technically, like I said, isn't in season but uh, was in action as of late was the St. Ambrose football team. The team had their spring game this past weekend, and although I wasn't there myself, uh, I've spoken to people who said it was a very good day. You got to see some of the inside activities of the football team, whether it be you know inside run drills with the linemen, seven-on-sevens, and just watching receivers run routes. Um, I really wanted to be there, just had some other priorities that I had to take care of. But like I said, I know people who were there, including Alex Dupensky down at SAU TV, who was just kind of filming some stuff and... You know, he told me it was a pretty good day, and hopefully the team, you know, is going to be good this upcoming year. Obviously, I travel with them to all of their away games. I'm calling all their home games here on KALA, so it's always fun when the team is, you know, off to an early start. And, yeah, uh, in other news, the football schedule for the 2023 season has been released. You can go check that out on the Athletics website at www.saubs.com. Again, that's www.saubs.com. You just go to the football uh, bar that would send you down under sports, and then if you hit schedule, it'll bring you right to the 23-24 football schedule. Uh, I will say this schedule is seemingly hard. I mean, There's no other way for me to really beat around it there. I mean, looking at it, they start their season at Taylor in Indiana. Taylor, normally a very good football team. Then the Bees come home against Wisconsin Stout, which I am 99% sure uh, is a D3 team. So always interesting to, you know, see how that goes, really. I mean, who knows? I, I think that could be a very fun game when the Blue Devils come into town because always a good chance for you know, any sort of upset. After that, the Beasts have two straight road games at Upper Iowa and at Siena Heights. Siena Heights is in Michigan. It's a very good team there. And then St. Francis of Indiana at home. Again, St. Francis, normally ranked, normally a very good team. After that, the Bees jump into their conference play. They started out at Roosevelt. Uh, that's going to be a very good game. As always, Roosevelt got the better of us my freshman year. And it was a very good game this year. Then the Bees have homecoming against St. Francis of Illinois, looking for some revenge after last year. And then after that, it's St. Xavier at home. Once again, looking for some revenge when the Bees played St. Xavier in Chicago this past season. Uh, It was a very rainy day with incredibly high winds, so it was kind of mayhem there. Then the the Bees have a game versus Judson. It'll be the home finale. And, you know, Judson, a team that the Bees probably should beat. Um, you know, Bees have had some pretty good success all time against Judson, and then they close it out on the road at Olivet Nazarene, and that could be a very good game, but a challenging game, and I, I like that. I like the challenging schedule for the Bees because I think that makes everything a lot more fun, and I think it makes it just a lot of really good calls that you can probably expect here on KALA HD2. when the football season rolls around and gets underway. So now diving into the SAU sports that are actually in season, starting out with track and field. Over the past weekend, the teams for St. Ambrose broke off and competed in multiple events. 
For some, it was the Drake Relays in Des Moines, and for others, it was the Kip Janvarin Open in Indianola. So just looking at a short article from that meet, uh, Anna Miller was somebody who really continued her strong spring by placing 12th in the shot put at 13.7 meters and 14th in discus with 44.65 meters. Gabby Butler had hit an NAIA championship A standard with a PR in the 400-meter dash with a time of 56.58 seconds. It was also the best in her heat. However, she did finish 13th overall. Riley Warden took 19th in both the pole vault and the javelin. The B woman also had two relays to compete in at Drake with Lexi Johnson, Paige Cripps, Katie Lambrecht, and Megan Jansett, who came in ninth in the 1,600-meter sprint medley relay with a time of 14 minutes and 13 seconds. Johnson, Cripps, Lambrecht, and Butler took 20th in the 4x200-meter relay at 144. Will Reemsma led the SAU men as he took third in the 400-meter hurdles in 51.6 seconds, and Joshua Mottet took 13th in the pole vault with a leap of 4.26 meters. Simon Holland was 15th in the javelin with 40.56 meters, and Mick was 16th in the shot put at 16.15 meters, and 17th in the discus at 46.9 meters. Jonah Wilson also had a very good day at the shot put in 20th place at 15.75. So for the bees that were in the Kip Janvern Open in Indianola, Nolan Rudd had the highlight performance. He set a school record and hit the A standard in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. He had a time of 9 minutes and 18.68 seconds. Uh, that was good for 12th place. The bees had a bunch of top 10 efforts. Uh, as Johnson earned fourth place in the long jump with a mark of 5.25, and Lily Olson was 10th in the event with a jump of 4.77 meters. At 5.28 meters, Anthony Bianchi was 9th in the men's long jump. The Bees also found success in the pole vault as Kate Cirillo had a jump of, or had a vault, I should say, I guess, of 3.2 meters, and Justin Bowers had 4.15 meters. Uh, they placed fifth for the women and men. Tara Ryan was ninth at 2.6 meters. And on the men's side, Isaac Mojita and Jacob Murtis tied for 10th with a mark of 10.3, I'm sorry, 3.7 meters. Alex Seifert was sixth in the shot put with a distance of 14.9 meters. And Kyle Yule was in ninth at 14.2. Peyton Woods took 6th in the hammer throw at 50 meters, while Caden Swanger was 10th at 47.7. In the men's discus, Bryce Preacher took 7th with a throw of 42.25, and Hunter Kessup was 10th with a toss of 40.52. Lambrecht added a 6th place showing in the 400-meter hurdles in 1 minute and 5 seconds, as Johnson, Cripps, Lambrecht, and Butler were 5th in the 4x100-meter with 48. Eight seven seconds. So I know that was a lot of times and a lot of names, but just overall the bees had a very good meets last weekend, uh, both in Des Moines and in Indianola. So again, the bees have been doing well in the outdoor season, but there is still definitely some room for improvement. Uh, obviously, there are 
uh, different events between indoor and outdoor season, and training is much different. But after a strong indoor season, I really thought the bees were going to be able to kind of start running away with some of these outdoor meets, and that just kind of really hasn't been the case necessarily. I mean, the bees have had a lot of events, especially in the SAU throwing, that have, you know, led to a bunch of first places or, you know, sweeping the top three spots. So it's been a good year. But uh, also, congrats to Anna Miller, Nolan Rudd, and Mick on being named the CCAC Outdoor Track and Field Athletes of the Week. It's a great honor for all three of those Bs. Now, this weekend, the Bs track and field teams will be traveling to Joliet, Illinois, for the CCAC Outdoor Championships, hosted by St. Francis of Illinois. Good luck to the Bs, and hopefully bring home some conference championships. In golf news, both the men's and women's golf teams at St. Ambrose competed in the Viking Invitational from Highland Springs in Rock Island. In women's golf, the Bees placed fourth at 83 over par. The Bees did have two golfers in the top ten individually, however, with Catherine Spear tied for second at 10 over and Amara Little tied for 10th at 20 over. For the men, they took second at 20 over, just two shots behind the champions, Wartburg. The Bees had three golfers within the top five, including Dylan McAleer, who tied for second, shooting three over. Tim Markham took fourth at four over, and Jacob Rood took fifth at five over. Unfortunately, the Bees men's team is now done with their season, as they just missed going to nationals. However, the women's team will be making the trip to Silvis, Illinois, at TPC Deer Run for nationals. Uh, It will work kind of like the PGA Tour, as I've come to understand, with all golfers participating on Tuesday, the 23rd. And then there will be, I think, a little bit of a cut after day, or really, there is going to be a cut after day two Wednesday, with golfers who make the cut finishing things out on Thursday, the 25th, and Friday, the 26th. Good luck to the women's team in Nationals. They have had a great season at SAU Golf for really both the men's and the women's side of things, like I said, it is very unfortunate that the Bees just weren't able to qualify for the men's to go to national because I think it would have been really cool to see both of those teams there. But nevertheless, they both had very good seasons and very strong seasons. And I'm very excited to see how the women's team does. Obviously, that's going to be after final, so there won't be a show to talk about it right away. But if I remember, when I come back for my junior year, I will 100% try to talk about that ASAP. That's going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Coming up after the break, the main talking points for the second half of this evening's show will consist of lacrosse, baseball, and softball with a special interview with a good friend in Abby Varkalis. Don't touch that dial because this is the station to be listening to. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA. HD2 106.1 I feel like we've always known each other. Me too. And we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall. Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. 
you notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Can you hear us now? Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. A public service message from your community radio station, KALA Davenport, and the St. Ambrose University Amateur Radio Club, K-Zero-S-A-U. You know what the reward is for turning your goals into reality? No. What? New goals. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's why we're all getting our MBAs here at St. Ambrose University. For me, it's a chance to invest in myself. Exactly. And I can make myself more valuable to my employer. Everyone wins. SAU's MBA program is all about education, practical application, and personal growth. It's highly respected in the region. Hey, quality breeds quality. You know, a lot of the area's leading CEOs and entrepreneurs got their MBAs here at St. Ambrose. Well, SAU has tailored their program perfectly for working professionals. It's flexible. With convenient locations. So, you know what the reward is for turning this goal into reality? What? What? I can't wait to find out. It's time to turn your goals into reality. Visit us in person or online at sau.edu slash mba. St. Ambrose University, Davenport, Iowa. Never be what is in your heart. Weep, little lion, man. You're not as brave as you were. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show on KALA HD2 106.1. I am your host, as always, Ryan Schistel. The first half of this evening's show consisted of a whole bunch of sports that aren't in season and some sports that were closing out their spring seasons. Now it's lacrosse, baseball, and softball in the second half of this evening's show. So to start things off, it's women's lacrosse season, and they've been done for about two weeks now. Uh, Earlier this week, though, I got a chance to sit down with my friend, podcast co-host, and follow KALA employee Abby Varkalis. Abby is a sophomore midfielder for the Fighting Bees, and we kind of discussed a women's lacrosse season in review, so take a listen. For St. Ambrose University Sports, K-A-L-A Davenport. Okay, so I am joined by Abby Varkalis. Abby, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good. Uh, So let's start this off with early season. Uh, After one game, you guys had a coaching change, Mm -hmm. and you guys get that new coach. What was that like 
as a team, you know, what was that transition like going from one coach to another? Um, you know, we went through the same thing my freshman year, so last year, um, and that was extremely hard. I mean, he um, he quit uh, our first game, so that was extremely hard, and he just left. And um, the same this year. I mean, after our first game, our um, second coach um, left again, and we were kind of in the same position. And um, and this program has been here for a little bit over five years, and I'm pretty sure they've we've gone through five coaches. So it was insane, and the girls have been through it, um, you know, more than I have because I was new and the freshmen were new. So even though he did leave and I was, you know, a little concerned, like, oh, are we going to have a season because we're not – we don't have a coach. Um, you know, we – we got a coach and as soon as I heard the name I was extremely excited um I know this person and um or our coach now and she's amazing and she's a former former player here and um she was a great player I mean one of the best on the team and um she's an extremely great coach um she's for us and um she's there for us all the time and she knows what she's talking about and um very inclusive and um yeah and she's great and as soon as she did come in and everything we were thrilled to have her and she made this season extremely extremely fun and um definitely improved the team yeah it seemed like general consensus right away when you guys got this new coach was happiness like people were pretty happy that this was the new coach that you guys got. Definitely, yeah. And as soon as, like I said before, as soon as I heard the name, um, you know, Katie Bransky, um, you know, she's uh, she's uh, she was an amazing player when she was here, and she did graduate from here two years ago. And um, everyone was so thrilled. And uh, when she came in here, you know, all of us, the general, you know, mood of our team, after, you know, every single practice, we were all super excited to be there, and before we weren't. So looking at, you know, almost going back and looking at your guys' schedule from this year, you guys started out very slow. I mean, it'd be like one game a week, maybe one game every other week. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. near the end, you guys really ramped it up, and you guys were playing, you know, three, four games per week to close out the year. So kind of what was that transition like mentally for you going from, you know, a very lax schedule to, you know, now it's it's go time when it comes to conference play? It was so stressful. I mean, um, I mean, even too like when Katie got here and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, why would he schedule these things? Like, why would he put, um, you know, like you're you're playing one game and then two weeks later you play another one. So you have that long break. But then, like, as soon as April hit, it was, like, game every single day. But it wasn't home. It was, like, we'd be in Indiana. We would be in Missouri. Um, we would be in Kansas. I mean, we were everywhere. Um, that was very stressful. But at the same time, I feel like if we had Jason here when all that stuff was happening, um, it would be miserable. But Katie um, was extremely understanding with homework schedules and everything. And we were constantly traveling. So even though it was stressful, at the same time, it was also very fun. But um, she was very understanding with homework and um, encouraged us on and off the field. And um, But, yeah, it was actually, I mean, those weeks would go by super fast just because we were so, so busy and bodies were just so tired. I mean, I was tired. All the girls were tired. Um, I mean, we all had sunburns and um, everything. And so, uh, but it was fun, though, because she was there and um, she made it fun. And, um, you know, the girls were upbeat and everything. And we all had great attitudes. So you guys ended up finishing the regular season and claiming the number two seed in mm -hmm. the Heart of America Conference Tournament. This was the first ever year of the Heart of America Tournament mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So right away, um, you know, almost history being made because you guys get to have the first home game mm -hmm. of a conference. And, you know, you guys played William Penn, which, plain and simple, William Penn and St. Ambrose and Lacrosse, they do not like each other. Definitely not. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys go into that game. 
you know, it was it was a confident game, mm-hmm. I would say, for you guys right away, it seemed like, because I was there in the crowd. And the game goes into overtime. Annabelle Brown scores her, like, eighth goal of the game. Mm-hmm. She wins. What was that overall reaction like for you guys, either on the bench, on the field, whatever, just after winning that game in overtime? You know, we didn't expect it to be that close of a game. Like, we were not – I mean, we beat them in the regular season, I want to say um, – you know, we beat them 15 to 11. I mean, still, that's a very close game, but we weren't expecting it to be, you know, um, sudden death at the end. Like, we we thought, oh, we have this in the bag. Um, we know what they're like to play with. Um, but at the same time, it is hard to beat the same team twice. So, um, but it was so awesome. I remember, like, um, going into overtime, and I'm pretty sure it was maybe, like, 12 to 12, somewhere around there. And, um, I mean, it could be anyone's game. And um, we had the ball going into um, – you know, the sudden death and everything. And, um, after the draw and, um, you know, we all knew we were like, Oh my gosh, Annabelle, she's got this. Like we know that she, when she takes the ball, she's going to drive and she's going to shoot it and it's going to go in. I mean, she has amazing, um, she has an amazing shot percentage and, um, placement. So, um, as soon as she did that, I mean, we all like were on our tiptoes basically and like squeezing like each other's hands and we were so excited. And as soon as she shot that ball, we were all like looking to see if it was going to go in and it went in and it was like, it was the best moment ever. I mean, we sprinted on the field and I think the most, uh, exciting thing too, was the fact that like the, the refs had to check her skit, her stick to make sure, you know, it was legal and that shot was okay. So we were all kind of like, oh my God, we were so anxious and everything and then as soon as um he blew the whistle that it was legal and that we won the game we were just jumping around and um it was such a great moment and it was a night game too so that makes it even more fun and um it was just a great moment for us and um program history so unfortunately then you guys go to benedictine Mm -hmm. for the conference championship i mean you and i had talked that week you knew it was going to be a very tough game yes Mm -hmm. um unfortunately benedictine got the better of us Mm -hmm. and they win so we don't even need to talk about that but moving forward, you're going to be an upperclassman on this team soon, mm-hmm. so you're going to be one of the leaders. You know, what are some of your goals for yourself going into next year? Oh, that's a that's a very hard question. Honestly, for me, I would say um, you know confidence on the field and everything. And um, but I think that at the same time that has has grown. You know, even though like I still have my moments and everything, it's gotten significantly better with Katie. And Katie's encouraged me, and she encourages encourages everyone else. And um, but I would say that, and um, yeah, honestly, that would be my one goal. And especially that I'm going to be an upperclassman and everything, and freshmen are coming in. Like I want to, you know, show those um, those freshmen and sophomores that um, you know it's a, a great place to be and everything. And Katie is going to help you through everything. And um, but yeah, and I and I also truly believe that Katie did save this team and everything and I she saved our program and um we wouldn't we definitely wouldn't be here as a team if it wasn't for her and um she makes me extremely excited for next season like I'm I'm already very excited and I can't wait so well that's all the questions I have for you is there anything else you know you want to add about women's across before we get out of here um honestly I think you know one more thing I you know besides our our loss against Benedictine you know it was 15 to 4 I think that we put her all into it and um I think that we're all very ready for next season and everything and games and um you know the freshmen should be really excited coming in and um yeah we're all around very excited and hoping Katie will come back well that's going to do it once again this is Ryan Schistel with Abby Vercalis back to the uh live sports talk yeah thank you once again, a big thank you to Abby Varkalis for joining me with that. Uh, we had just recorded an episode of our podcast right before that interview. So, you know, it's always nice to have 
a good connection, I guess, both just as a friend but somebody who plays sports and is very easy to talk to about her sport. Uh, hopefully I can have Abby on again next year when the team is actually in their season and not when it's over, but like I like you had heard, she was super busy, so that made it a bit hard for us to actually get the interviews going during the season. However, it is now time to talk about the men's lacrosse team, and the Fighting Bees took on the William Penn Statesman in the inaugural Heart of America Conference Championship. In that game, the teams were deadlocked at two after the first quarter, and the Bees went into the halftime break leading 5-4. to four. In the second half of the championship game, the Bees dominated, outscoring the Statesmen 9-5, finishing with a final of 14-8 and being crowned the conference champions. It is also the first time that the Bees have brought home a conference championship title in program history. In the game, Michael Keating had four goals, Mikhail Shaddix had three, Michael Shakran had two, and five other Bees each had one goal. Also, congratulations to Nolan Hayes, who is the goalie for the Bees, on winning the conference's co-defensive player of the year award. In other awards, John Paul was named the co-coach of the year, and Devin Caesar was named the assistant coach of the year in the conference. I know, uh, out of what I've heard at least, a lot of the guys on the men's lacrosse team just very excited to get those big championship rings. But obviously, they're not done yet. They want to go on to the national tournament, which is what they're getting set for, and bring home some more hardware. The men's lacrosse team will now take on Kaiser and the NAIA national qualifiers this upcoming Wednesday from Pensacola, Florida at 10 o'clock a.m. Good luck to the Bees as they, you know, hope to bring it home. And actually, it's not the qualifiers, pardon me. I messed up my wording there. It's actually the NAIA quarterfinals that they will be in. So good luck to them against Kaiser from Pensacola, Florida, once again at 10 a.m., uh, hopefully, like I said just a few minutes ago, there's a lot more lacrosse talk on the way if they keep winning. So now looking at both the baseball and softball teams, uh, starting things off with baseball, the baseball team was extremely busy this past week. In a three-game series against Trinity International, the Bees took the first two games of the series and tied at four in the last game. Then the Bees had to finish their game against St. Xavier as it had been previously suspended, in which the Bees ended up winning that game 12-10. So the Bees finished the regular season with an overall record of 23-23-1 and a conference record of 18-8-1. With that, the Bees finished second in the CCAC standings, only a half game back from St. Francis of Illinois. I now want to revert back to that game that ended in a tie because if that game doesn't get called as a tie and the Bees win, they share the top spot with St. Francis for the CCAC. So it kind of almost just feels like the Bees were pretty much denied the opportunity to be, you know, something like the regular season co-conference champions with the Fighting Saints. However, I think the Fighting Saints took the regular season series from the Bees, so they probably, I think, would have gotten it anyways. But still, I would have liked to see, you know, how that game would have ended and seen if there would have been any sort of change-up in the standings had that game not been called a tie and had the Bees gone on to win that game. So now looking at the baseball team, uh, they had the first game of the CCAC tournament today against Roosevelt. That game is actually still going on right now from Joliet, Illinois at the Dooley Health and Care Field uh, the game is in the top of the ninth, and the Bees are trailing 5-10 to 10 
Uh, obviously, the B's in the number two seed, as I had previously mentioned, Roosevelt a bit lower in the seedings for this. So trying to pull off a big old upset here. And I, I do believe, in fact, I know that the CCAC tournament is double elimination. So barring any sort of miracle that the B's are able to pull off, uh, the Bees will probably have to play in an elimination game, and I believe that will be played tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m. And so, you know, hopefully the Bees can just come back and win this game. Um, but if not, they'll be in that elimination game with their backs up against the wall. So it'll be very interesting to see how that finishes out. In softball action, the regular season ended for the 25-23 and 23 Bees with a doubleheader sweep of Indiana South Bend. Like the baseball team, the softball team also had their CCAC tournament opener against Roosevelt today. Now, in that game, it was a 4-3 loss for the Bees against the Lakers. And looking at the box score, Roosevelt put up four runs right away in the first inning. And then the Bees could not answer back until the top of the seventh, only putting up three. So Roosevelt does escape danger in the top of the seventh and wins the game. In that game for the Bees, they only had three hits on those three runs. Uh, one of those hits came from Casey Sprout, the infielder, who went one for three on the day. And then Kayla Stenger also had one hit. And then the final hit came from Erica Ralphs. And, you know, overall, not, not an awful game. Ralphs had a triple. She also had an RBI, as well as Paige Kirkman. Uh, Kirkman had the sack fly that drove in one of the runs. And looking at it, Erica Ralphs went all six innings, pitching on the mound, giving up eight hits, four runs all earned, and striking out four. So, like in baseball, it is a double elimination tournament for softball, and the Bees are actually currently playing their elimination game for softball. They are facing off against Indiana South Bend, and that game is currently in the bottom of the fifth inning at tied uh, in three games apiece. So a very good game going on in the elimination game. Uh, St. Francis looking for some revenge considering they had just been swept by the Bees. And the Bees looking to, you know, just kind of stick in it and make sure that they've got everything going right and to stay in this CCAC tournament. Hopefully they can. Uh, I wish I could give a final score update for that game, but I cannot, and that'll have to wait until next week. And with that, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, you can find past episodes of this program on different KALA streaming services such as Spotify and SoundCloud. Once again, good luck to the multiple sports competing in their postseason runs. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel, and this has been yet another episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, enjoy the rest of your Thursday night, and go Bees! She got that good, good. She Michael Jackson bad.